Welcome to the inaugural episode of Forwards Backwards Podcast. I'm Keith Ponywaz. We're coming to you from the Give Me Some Truth studios on the corner of Glenway and Monroe Street here in a rainy Madison, Wisconsin. I'm here with my co-host, Dan Fallon. Hey, Keith. Uh, have we made a decision on the uh, apostrophe yet? I'm in favor of forwards, apostrophe S, backwards podcast. Okay. You may prefer just forwards, backwards for ease of use. Okay. But we haven't made an official decision, so we are, you know, okay. multi-named table podcast. It. Let's yeah. table it. F- future, uh, seconded future meeting. <laughs> Uh, we have some guests in the studio today, but uh, before we get into that, Dan wanted to talk to you a little bit about why we decided to do this podcast, what's our goal for the podcast, what, 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 what's going on? Well, I mean, I think we both agreed there seemed to be a void in the Forward Madison podcast world after the Ned Flanders podcast came to an early demise, um, and, uh, it, you know, over... I think one pitcher of beer, I think that's about all it took. We decided, you know what, I think we're up for the challenge of um, basically just putting on a ridiculous podcast about the soccer team that we support and uh, the city we love. Yeah, and I think, you know, we talked about, we had ideas and, and things that were important to us. And one of the biggest things, I think, was communicating the experience of the flock, Forward Madison. I mean, it's a very unconventional team. Uh we're, we're a couple of unconventional guys, maybe wild and crazy, <laughs> but uh, we were very much interested in going into the experience that we have day-to-day with the club. Uh, that's why we're really lucky to have one of our guests here today, uh, Andrew Schmidt, who helped found the, the flock and is currently president. Is that correct? That's what they tell me. So that they, they keep you in charge. Um, I was not part of that they election. Just need, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm the one that goes to jail if everything goes haywire. Perfect. Yeah. That, that's all of the responsibility <laughs> and, and none of the benefits. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And, and this weekend may have been almost that weekend of, yeah, going, it was of going to jail. We'll talk about that a little bit later. It was, it, was, uh, it was a fun party in the flock end this weekend for sure. And so then, you know, what 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 else can we say about this this kind of podcast? What uh, you know, who is it for? What are we doing? Before What's we on? get there, maybe a couple of disclaimers. Uh, definitely need to disclaim. <laughs> maybe a lot of disclaimers. First of all, the club, um, while you know we have another guest here who, who is a member of the club, um, this is in no way associated with the club. We are an unofficial podcast. Uh, the flock is in no way uh, uh, supportive of us. They don't like us. I can't believe Andrew is here. Um, they make us stand all the way over on the left, like almost out on East Wash every week. Um, so, you know, this is, this is an unofficial Forward Madison podcast. They cannot be held responsible for any of the ridiculous stuff we say. That same goes for our hosts. And yes, ideally, we would not be held responsible for the things we, we say, say yeah, on correct. this podcast. We're still so. waiting for legal uh, opinion on that. But, you know, we, nobody is responsible for this we, podcast. Is basically we can't saying. actually afford a lawyer. So we have a legal stylist. Um, you know, working on it. He's so, a former lawyer. Uh, yeah. He's heard about the law. So that's that's the big disclo- <laughs> disclaimer. Uh, anything else, Dan, that you, you want to mention legally speaking? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think going back to who this is for, it's for everybody. Anybody who cares about Forward Madison, anybody who cares about the city, anyone who cares about USL League One, um, we just want people to come and listen, enjoy this. It's for everyone, unless you're a fascist, and then you can piss off. Yeah, no fascists. So that is the one, like the McCarthy era, era hearings, we will ask all guests, have you been now or ever in the past a fascist? No. 
No. Also, no. Perfect. Excellent. Excellent. So we can move forward. Uh, Anything else you want to mention about the background of the show, Dan? Um, I think maybe just a little bit about, um, you know, our backgrounds. Uh, Most importantly, I think people should probably know, um, you know, I am the better soccer player. Um, You are the smarter human being. Um, This is um, confirmed by the fact that I was recruited to play soccer at the University of Chicago. You had to walk on. However... I got into the University of Chicago and you were waitlisted, even so, with that, you know, the, the famous University of Chicago athletic bump. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, they, you, they were really yeah. helping out us high-powered D3 soccer <laughs> players getting into the University of Chicago who had no business matriculating at a university like that. Uh, uh, Dan also made the wise decision that he, he paid a weekend visit to the University of Chicago, thought, boy, not a lot of fun being had here. <laughs> And you went, where did you go to school, Dan? I went to the University of New Hampshire after I realized I wanted to have a lot of fun and not play any soccer, which and is what happened until I was about a junior when I picked it back up. And, and the University of New Hampshire is for guys that can't get into the University of Vermont? Is that also <laughs> the case? Uh, I don't think I applied to Vermont. Um, but yeah, it, no, Vermont's a way better school than UNH, right. let's be clear here. We've already established you're smarter, Keith. We don't have to, like, stick the knife in, you know? I'm here for beating that particular dead horse. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Final detail. uh, You know, we came up with this idea, and like white men everywhere, we decided we needed a podcast. There just aren't enough white, middle-aged male voices as our producer makes an an appropriate hand gesture to express her, her contempt for the fact that we are controlling the microphones here. And we should give a shout out to our wonderful producer, Hannah Baker, who uh, is also in uh, Labrador, which is the official indie sad bastard music band of the podcast. So uh, you guys are playing at uh, the Willie Street Festival coming up. Is that correct? Yes. Cool. And so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hannah, Hannah just passed me a note that she would prefer her genre of music to be referred to as sad bitch music. So that is the official, uh, Labrador is the official band of sad bitch music band of this podcast. Uh, finally, so Dan, uh, midlife crisis also was one of the reasons, right? Yeah. Um, last week I, I looked at a uh, Mini Cooper and a Jeep Wrangler. And decided a podcast was much better for my midlife crisis, which, I mean, I think is a little generous. I think I'm probably two-thirds of the way through my life. Um, and Fuller Madison games are not helping out on uh, longevity of my life, for sure, um, last Saturday in particular. Uh, so one of the things Saturday night, uh, big match at home. Uh, Dan and I had to rewatch uh, for the match on Saturday night. It was a little hazy in details. Um, but it's really great to have Neil here to talk about some of the things we were interested in. So yesterday when Dan and I were re-watching the match, uh, one of the things we te- texted about was the, the center, f- center forward role, the number nine. And we haven't been getting a lot of production out of the number nine. No, and it's um, started back at the beginning of the season with Mason Toy, um, you know, obviously a player who I think everyone was really excited to see playing here, but never really put in, didn't put in any goals for us that I can recall, and then went off and scored for Minnesota and scored against us. And, you know, so moving on from that, uh, you know, Brian DeMette had a couple of goals, um, unlucky with injuries. Um, Oliver White's come on, and, I, you know, he's looked, he's 
I mean, he's looked active. He gets around the pitch. He makes a nuisance of himself. But again, just like not putting the ball in the back of the net. And it's just been a problem all year. Um, and you one know, goal in, in nine appearances for yeah. Oliver White. So. Yeah, and so, and, you know, it looks, you know, obviously Don and Smart has picked up a lot of that that slack. And, you know, the one thing we noticed was it seemed to, at least when they have the ball, he has a pretty free role. Um, and I, I'd be curious what Neil thinks about that, um, if that's by design, by uh, by a force of nature that Don Smart is. Um. Definitely goes by a little bit of personality for Don. Um, a few players we let interchange on the pitch, express themselves, the rest we pretty much have in set rules. But within it, you're always going to end up in different positions, and Don's just the guy who, who ends up in different positions. But at this point, we, we can't knock it. He has eight and four. Yeah think he's got so and yeah I mean he was lively production. down that side again and I mean I thought you know a lot of the production came down his side and with with Carter uh, Manley who I, I think is fantastic right back um, and he gets a lot of that space to overlap yeah. then Don Don moves out of that space and it opens to, to Carter now one of the other things that came up and this is a, a sort of running running commentary running joke for us is the formation that Richmond came out with they're known for pe- playing a three five two. Uh, on the graphics on Saturday night, it showed a four-three-three. Yeah, and I want to know too that the the reason they had to play that way is because they're cheaters, and a couple of their guys were on uh, yellow card suspensions. Cheaters never win. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, I think the the announcer was talking about a four-four-two while they were showing the four-three-three graphic yeah. because so the graphics are amazing. I think uh, uh, Neil, do you do you or do you think the graphics are always just spot on? Are we talking about USL TV graphics? Yes, we are. They're all over the shop. Um, but they do their best and I submit our lineup 60 minutes before every game and somehow it doesn't look how I submitted it so (laughs) so all the best (laughs) we uh, remind you of the disclaimers earlier in the show yep Uh, forward Madison uh, came out with Paulo Jr. in the number nine role rather than Oliver White who had been occupying that and Neil to what extent was that a reaction to you know having somebody a little more more mobile who could maybe slide into those spaces between the center backs on on through balls into the you know I- into the sp- half spaces between the defenders um and then you know apparently they weren't playing with three in the back yeah well, um they we kind of prepped for a three five two all week ever since richmond went i believe it was four unbeaten they went to three in the back and that was kind of their saving grace so going into it you're like why would you change anything they obviously had two players suspended um so we continued to work on it basically the plan was we wanted to press a little higher um, and we just felt that Giro had been doing well off the bench, rewarded him with a start, and Paulo has played as their nine earlier in the year and has done well, and we know we can fill that role. And Just a little different look than Oliver. He's been doing his job, but we just wanted to switch it up a bit, give something fresh, and I think it paid off pretty well. It certainly did. We uh, ended up with a result, and the goal actually came from that left side, from a combination from mm-hmm. Giro and Pato. And usually, uh, I think we mentioned, you don't expect uh, your left back to break the ice in a one-nil match, but it was really well-worked goal, wasn't it? And um, you know, great, great ball in and, and great finish. Yeah, and I mean, I think I'm pretty sure the the hockey assist came from J.C. Banks, uh, if I remember correctly. I think he played yes, the sir. ball into Paulo and. Um, you know, another knock on effect. And, uh, you know, this might be the, the stupidest take I'm going to have today. But, you know, obviously when the guys, when, when Wyatt and Carter are here, I, there's this like kind of domino effect of Eric being able to play in the six, JC then getting to push forward a little bit. And I think, you know, JC obviously shows himself to be a very lively player around the box. I mean, some of the goals he's almost scored this year would have been just absolute bangers. 
And um, I mean, it's a good example. He was, you know, almost inside the 18, plays a great mm-hmm. pass into Paulo. Looked like a little bit of a heavy first touch, but perfect, perfect little inside pass. To, no to Brazilian has ever had a heavy first <laughs> touch in the recorded <laughs> history of football. I haven't seen it. It was perfectly weighted for the situation. I did want to ask Neil, though, like the first half, um, you, even looking at the statistics, which I have, but I'm not going to look at them right now, is a pretty even match. I mean, possession-wise, we didn't really have too many shots. We looked okay on set pieces, actually, which I thought we were pretty – looked pretty dangerous the whole game, but second half was just like a totally different story. Was that coming to grips with the fact they were playing four at the back? Um, obviously, you and Daryl probably had some just amazing words of wisdom and tactical insight at halftime. There, there was definitely some halftime adjustments, um, some words spoken, um, but generally we come out in the second half, half and play pretty well. Um, and it's kind of a thing when you're at a 0-0 game with a team like Richmond – you don't want it to stick around like that uh, yeah. very much longer. And that's all what you worry about as a staff. But, man, we came out in the second half, and the first 10 minutes we were banging on the door nonstop. Yeah. And then even when that goes on, you're like, okay, guys, just keep putting the foot down, and we're going to get there. And and we did, and we reached it, what was 70th minute? Yeah. Se- 72nd, 72nd, I think, yeah. So, I mean, credit to the players for coming out and keep going because it's easy to get – Easy to get discouraged when you're knocking on the door that many times and it's not going in for you. Yeah, that second half was really, I thought, it was one-way traffic after a pretty even first 45. Yeah, and so now uh, we're, we're going to transition into our, our kind of next segment, which is why uh, Neil is here. Uh, we call this segment Diving into Madison with, with Neil. Uh, but before we get that, actually, uh, did want to bring up one uh, incident. We mentioned it earlier in the podcast uh, where in the 63rd minute, Andrew uh, – there was a free kick, uh, edge of the area, one of those set pieces that we were kind of banging on the door with. And Josiel Nunez made the point to the official that the wall was six yards because we had the football lines uh, from from the ball. Uh, supposed to be ten, just FYI. And I know sure if didn't change that this summer. Uh, not are an you, updated rule. Are you positive? I, I I haven't received the new handbook yet. Damn. We'll they won't it. give it to us either. <laughs> <laughs> just refusing to give it to you yeah yeah um so <laughs> it's a closed system fifa yeah fifa does not Bastards. ask the public to know the rules they don't yeah it's like, like secrets the, died with chuck blazer and his cats <laughs> it's, it's it's why var has proved to be so popular people like being kept in the dark i've heard about that. the inner machinations i think that has more to do with gambling but yeah oh good point oh yeah did i did mm. I step in? Like the, the looks <laughs> around the table there got a little... Got a we little. do not condone USL League One gambling. But, uh, Andrew, you've been on a little bit of a Twitter crusade. Uh, well, Drudgeons he, I don't on, know, on Twitter. So I don't know if I'm on a crusade, but I'm gonna, I, I don't think I'm unique in the opinion that the refs in USL One have been somewhat suspect to be generous. Um. I felt like even in the last game we played against Richmond, there was a terrible, terrible, like, so you see Pato get taken down in the box from behind, studs up tackle. The player looks up at the referee right away, sees that they're looking at them, and then grabs their head. So rightly so, they pull them off to the sideline. You know, and I, no one saw this coming, right? The guy trots back out after a few seconds, near death, Miracle. near death, probably died for a few minutes, saw those pearly gates and Magic was like, spray. No, I got a, I got a game to play. I got to get back out there. And St. Peter's like, yeah, let's go right <laughs> now. Richmond kickers needs you. Yeah. 
Richmond, yeah. Um, or is that Greenville? So, of course, no, that was, yeah, Richmond. Yeah. So, what happens? How yeah, do they Neil remembers how, like, Richmond? How how do they start play back up again? I'll give you Neil. You can't answer this. How did how did they restart the play there? Did you guys see that uh, free kick? No, it was a drop ball. No foul. Drop ball. Should have been a PK. Probably would have gotten a goal. Probably would have won the game. I'm getting angry. This is like one example, and I know that. Look, they're doing every, their best. Every, yeah. Every club's got to deal with the the officials, right? And it's not an easy job to be an official. Um, The Greenville game, we played away to Greenville. How many late offside calls were there? Like, literally play stops, the whistle happens, and three seconds go by, and we've got to call the playback. Like, how how are you – the referee – if the referees are going to completely destroy any (laughs) one sides, like, well, the game, the game, but – Completely destroy the momentum uh, behind play. You know, a, a squad like ours, that is, we try to score goals, just, you know, playing as a team. We're not, we can play counterattacking, but we're a build-up team, at least from what I've seen anyway. And if we're constantly getting late calls happening or seeing calls go against us over and over again, it's... Like missing lots of goals, missing lots of chances, or getting unlucky, which I feel like guys like Jay Z and Josiel get unlucky hitting the post, um, going just wide slightly, but it all adds up to this like negative uh, psyche that you start to build up during a game. Well, and and we seem to have forward Madison leads the league in goals called back. Even in that uh, Greenville game, there was uh, Olmsberg's chance that he scored, and yeah, that I one mean, got pulled <clears> back. I'm back looking at I'm Neil here. Sure. I think there's still a lot of question marks about what happened there. And I, there was also that uh, on that set piece in the first half the other day. It was completely unclear to me what the call was. Nobody was offsides, from what I could tell. It didn't look like anybody made contact with anybody on their team. Uh, and I think it was Wyatt. The ball kind of squirted out to him, and all of a sudden the ref's blowing the whistle and kind of pointing, and everyone's like, well, what's going on? I mean, I, I, you know, I was talking to someone else about this, and you know, one of the things they wish we had was an instant replay on the boards, or at least somebody in the stadium kind of knows what the heck is going on. Um, I mean, from the flock end, I can see perfectly yeah. every offsides, even though it's two dimensional, even and, and and you are in perfect perfect mental shape to evaluate those on a Saturday 100%, night. Hundred percent, both yeah. of you. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Uh, and not, to, I mean, and you know, I think we Stone all agree. There's cold sober every time. I think we agree that there's you know there's been some bad games. There's also been a couple of good games. I don't I don't know the woman's name. The one I thought one of the games earlier in the season, um, she was a fantastic ref. Um, I thought actually that was one of the game. Like it was one of those games that ended and you went. I didn't think about the referee once this entire match. The and North like, Texas game was like that too. Yeah, yeah, and that's what you want. Um, the other game I, you know, I thought was funny was the one against uh, Leonis, where there's a couple times like I was I wanted to remind the ref like this is a friendly man like um, <laughs> that game was I was actually sitting on the sidelines at that game and that was there was some tasty challenges like earlier in that match which I thought was interesting for a number of reasons but. That's like a ref's time to step in and be like, guys, like this is an exhibition match. Like, what are you doing, Dan? Um, Dan, were you in? Were you on the sidelines? Or was, were you in a luxury box? I was one percenting it. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. I only did Just it for a friendly. In. I only did it for a friendly. Dan Dan Fallon, man of the people, reputation ruined. I also picked the suite that was closest to the flock. That's true. We, we felt. We and felt then it. I and then I just lorded it over you guys you for did. ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, Dan, are we going to go into the press box this year? 
It's a tight. It's a, it's pretty tight up there. Well, I, I mean, th- this has come up recently though. Who is who is and who is not allowed in the press box? I, you know, so press box etiquette. Perhaps. I mean, I don't think we're going to be invited. I mean, I think we've already said a number of things on this podcast just today that will make sure we're not. But I think we have some ideas on what the proper etiquette would be if we were invited. Yeah. Well, I mean, for instance, your buddies from Massachusetts who wandered around saying Isthmus City SC all weekend, would you invite them up into the podcast? No, because they wouldn't be working. Exactly. That's right. So I think I think actually we actually do understand the rules, right? Yeah, uh, I think so. If you're in the if press box, you should be should be working. You should be working. Well, so you would be working. <laughs> no, <laughs> no way. Okay. That's why we would also deny a, let, an let, invitation to join the the press box. Let, let's be clear. Even at our day jobs, we're very rarely working. That's <laughs> true. Let's be clear about that. Uh, so, having now touched on the USL refing situation, uh, we will bring it back over to diving into Madison with neil and so neil this week short week yep how does that change preparations for you guys what 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 are you guys doing different and i have one other question i mean both games against greenville have been nil nil draws one i think do you throw out the first game i mean it was played in a snowstorm it was the first home game it was not exactly your somehow we match. had mud on artificial turf which was very interesting from the atvs <laughs> there's your culprit <laughs> <laughs> no comment further on that one <laughs> Um, but yeah, short week and Greenville coming up. It's always tough playing Saturday, Wednesdays, especially when we're in the bulk of it. Um, good thing for us is we don't have a match on the weekend, so it's full. Everyone going forward on this one, no need to worry about rest after that. Pretty much been recovery for the boys since the match. Um, came in Sunday, went to the gym, came in today, had a training, and then tomorrow's regular match prep. Guys will never have what they have in the tank on a Saturday when you play on a Wednesday is what it is, so it's up to them to mentally get over it um, and do it. We're at a point in the year where everyone should be 90 minutes fit, so we're confident in that. And then, yeah, zero zeros. Um, I mean, they have the best defense in the league, I mean, I, and I think they've shown that against mm-hmm. us. Yeah, they're, they're stingy. Um, and at the same time, somehow they don't score a lot of goals, and they have some pretty good players. So that's, that befuddles the whole coaching staff how that, how that happens. Um, but zero zero at uh, the home opener is probably deserving on both sides. We wish that would have been a victory for the fans. Um, and then zero zero away probably should have been one one away, if we're being honest with it. Um, just a fun fact though, I'm never going to talk about refereeing on a show because I might get fined or found out or something fun like that. But on the set piece goal that we got taken away, who scored? Uh, it looked Their like an own did. goal to me. So nobody on our team touched the ball. So Neil's made his point. He, the, the defense without making his point. Yes. Mm. There's a very smart we don't need a legal interpretation on yeah. that. Well, yeah, the ball did not touch a forward <laughs> Madison player before when the goal. Thus, you cannot be offside. What Fair was the enough. next question? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm still waiting on that new FIFA rule book to come in. Uh, favorite goal you've ever scored, Neil? Favorite goal I've ever scored. We so, gave him ten minutes to think about this. Um, Daryl Shore will like this one because it's probably one of the most important goals in my career. Um, Twenty eleven NASL finals against Fort Lauderdale at home, NSC Stadium. Four minute, oh, four inside of ten minutes. Free kick, low on the ground, far post. Almost blew my head of steam for the first forty five minutes of the match, celebrating one goal. Go up one nil. <laughs> Go up 1-0, slide in the signboards. Boys go crazy. We had a good crowd that night. Um, it was the final, so I hope we did. Uh, end up winning the match 3-1 at home. It was a two-legged series back in the day. Go 0-0 on the road and 
got to lift a cup in front of my new boss. So <laughs> that might be mentioned once a month. But <laughs> at the same time, it's a connection that we have, and somehow that might have helped me get a job. So and I'm very and, thankful for that. And so that's our sort of follow-up is how would you end up in Madison? You're a Midwestern native, right? But you haven't we, – we discovered an Idaho cell phone number. So you've been all over the place. Yeah, I've been a, a nomad of sorts, um, which, guys, if you stick around long enough in, in Division Two soccer in the States, you – you get around, you go where the, the paycheck is, kind of, if you want to, and you play until you can't anymore or a better offer comes about. Um, I'm kind of the one who loves the game so much that I'm going to stick around until I can't move anymore. And that was uh, the case with me. Um, We're going to put that on the, the slogan for Madison, the city to come to. Yeah, stick around stick until around you can't, can't move, move anymore. anymore. <laughs> yep. That's a good slogan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I need, I'll need some copyright on that. <laughs> All right, we'll get your residuals. Well, yeah, our no, lawyer is going to well, be busy well, after this podcast. <laughs> We're going to be putting that on T-shirts. It's a stylist, not a lawyer. <laughs> Legal <laughs> stylist. Um, uh, but, yeah, I've kind of known Daryl for a long time, ever since um, training with the Fire PDL team and then training with the first team back when I was 18, 19 years old when he was coaching there. Um, and then he's obviously coached some lower division clubs and MLS clubs and kept in contact. Um, kind of knew Peter from his some of his circles. And the Willy Wonka of American soccer, Peter Wilt. Was always a, a fanboy of the fire growing up there. Me and him have talked numerous times about games that no one else remembers and jerseys that they wore and players that scored. And we share that fandom, and I love that about him. And then, uh, yeah, I was kind of up at the end of my career in Richmond. Uh, I'd had hip surgery a year and a half prior. I knew I only wanted to play one or two more years. Played three games in a week last year on artificial turf, and I was like, man, I don't know if I could do it anymore. Um, and then kind of played an away game in Atlanta at the end of the year. My parents were there, and it was, I knew it was just like, it's time, guys. So I told them and had this offer kind of warming up, and it was it was easy to take knowing that it's coming to Madison. I was going to be working with Daryl, working with Peter, and uh, I knew Madison was going to blow up. So I'm thankful for taking it. Yeah, and so you have fit into Madison, you know, hand to glove. I love Madison. Um, and one of the ways that you've kind of fit in is why we call this segment uh, Deep Dive with Neil. Yeah. Good radio announcer <laughs> voice. a great voice. Mm. Um, is, to make up for the last 22 minutes of terrible voice. Uh, is <laughs> I was going to make the standard joke about my voice sounding like Kermit the Frog singing Bob Dylan. But... Um, Right, let's hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, one of the ways that you've fallen in is you, you've found numerous uh, dive bars, we'll call them, in the Madison area. And so that, that's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is talk about what is your – where are you doing your pregame <laughs> match preparation for Greenville this week? And do we need a definition of what you consider? Do you have like a standard definition? If you don't, that's fine. Of dive? Yeah, because I know some people get like super grumpy about, you know. I'm not going to get grumpy. I'm, I'm never grumpy. <laughs> um, we'll be, we'll I, be grumpy for you. I would more tone Wisconsin bars, and especially, especially between the Isthmus, as more neighborhood than dive. Yeah. There are dive bars on the Isthmus, but I call them more of a neighborhood feel. Yeah. And that's where it's incredible. It's not a dive. It's not a piece of shit that people don't want to go into. These are bars that, listen, I got here. You can go stroll up and talk to anyone. Yep. And I'd still do to this day. I was in Crystal Corner yesterday. Strolled up. Got a beverage. Not going to say what it was, but I got a beverage. And It was uh, a Pabst, wasn't it? 
It wasn't. I was actually prepping for the Hall and Oates concert. Oh, okay, nice. Um, and stroll in and started a conversation with the bartender. Guy next to me. Another reason I like it, they have touch tunes. And I have the app on my phone, so I could just fire that joint up whenever I want. You know, get the, get place the party going. started. Did play you... some Seeger, can play some Springsteen, roll it back some Ray Charles. Played some G Love and Special Sauce for the crew yesterday. Uh, deep cuts. Going, you know? going East Coast 90s college bands there, yeah. G-Love. First song I turned and, on and when I got to my freshman college dorm room. Turned, hooked up the stereo, cranked the G-Love, kept the door open, waited for people to come hang out. Nobody did. did. Didn't, out. Ha- didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> Nobody did. And then I went, bought a pack of Parliaments. It's a pretty good day. Back when you smoked actual cigarettes, yeah. right? And in the dorm. So this week's dive uh neighborhood bar of the week we're gonna have to reconsider our our segment title here is the crystal corner which is wonderful place uh you had never been dan that is true i had never but now i have i have uh actually just moved over to that neighborhood Um, i mean neighborhood yeah i've lived over there for i've lived in madison for eight years for some reason i've never been to the crystal corner and we went before the what match would that have been two home games ago that's a good call. Someone help that? me out here. Neil should know. It was Richmond. Oh, it was oh, yeah, Richmond. It was the yeah. previous that's, version that's, of Richmond. That's confusing that we played them twice in a row. Yeah, it was the other Richmond game. Good scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, please pick up the red courtesy phone. So, uh, final segment for this inaugural podcast, is, and it's why we have Andrew here, is uh, this week in forward, or today in forward history. History. And so it's August uh, 26th when we're recording this pod. What was going on? The joke of this being, of course, we have... We don't have any. We have zero history. Zero history. This is the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, always good when you have to explain your jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are your jokes that I enjoy the most. <laughs> Thank you. Keith, Thank paint you. me a picture, please. I, I'm here to, here to share the love, Andrew, with you. So, Andrew... What was going on at this point in getting the flock together? Uh, I was trying to think about it. Um, I think it was right around this time last year that everybody had started talking about like what we would like the club to be named. And a lot of the, the names for the advisory voting, I think at this point, were like actually starting to kind of pop up a little bit more. And the voting was taking place on the website, the Madison Pro Soccer website. Good old days. Yeah. I don't know why we couldn't have just kept that name. <laughs> I think, pro soccer? Yeah, yeah. I think that would have really... To it. Yeah. I think it really I mean, would have taken off. It's kind of owning a lot of things there. Madison, yep. pro soccer. Yeah. I mean, what else do you need? MPS. That makes for great chants and songs. Yep. Yep. We were using the Bree Stevens colors, I yeah. believe. You avoid yep. the whole FCSC controversy. Yeah. I mean, imagine, so one of the names we were ta- chatting about this pre-show was Isthmus City SC, soccer club, SC. So Isthmus City SC. Say that three times fast. Challenge time. Both you guys go. Isthmus City SC, Isthmus City FC, Isthmus City FC. That was Dan. It was I pretty good. I said FC. I'm, I'm not going to do of that. No, I know I can't. You know. It would have been a nightmare. That would have been tough to fit into the, you know, art, artful chants no. and, and songs. Yeah. Would. Yeah. And then... You know, I don't, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm, you know, tinfoil hat time. I had heard that that name got pulled from the advisory voting later stages because there was some shenanigans. There was a little bit of voting early and often on that name. From a certain 
block radius in between Wingra and Park Street and Fish Hatchery. I'm not going to say that it was any local. Never news- trust the press. Newspaper. I said it. Town. I said it. Fake news. Yeah. Fake news. Uh, but bullet dodged there, right? Yeah. I think that would have been tough to. All kidding aside, we have a wonderful weekly arts paper here. It's Mass. true. It's fantastic. Uh, Just a terrible name for a soccer team. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Not good because no one outside of Madison right. and Seattle knows what an isthmus is. Yeah, I mean, this has been like explaining ourselves everywhere we go. Although you have to explain the flamingos, though. We were talking about this, and the True. flamingos are fun to explain, right? Yep. I mean, you know, I, I've talked about this with people before, like the whole flamingo idea being associated with this club. I don't know it was 100% me, but the first time I ever talked with Peter Wilt about this, like I told him about Asbury Park FC, which is a fake soccer team made just to create a clothing line. Uh, fantastic. I love the joke. I wonder if the owners knew they could have done that. That probably would have been way cheaper. Yeah, I know. Than running an entire soccer team over no the course team. of the year. That would be my guess. Yeah. It's hard to get beer sponsors, though. Who knows, though? I yeah. mean, we'd show up to drink without a soccer team here. I think most people that go to those games. But I think we've all been pleasantly <laughs> surprised by the product on the field. And so that was uh, one of the other things. It was it got a little rowdy on Saturday night. It did. Uh, I spent most of the game corralling uh, people who enjoyed themselves a lot and ended up not enjoying themselves towards the end. And, you know, this is a standard problem in, in Wisconsin. I think we enjoy alcohol and we would encourage everyone in associated with flock to remember that you know you're not just representing yourself at any given point right? correct and and to, you Keith know reminds me that every week yeah yeah i mean there there are and kids the, in the supporter section whether you know some people might argue that that's not the place for children to be but you also hear stories of people growing up in other parts of the world going to games and having it be such a formative part of their lives and while we're not policing every single last thing, we also don't want a kid to get a beer shower when no goals are scored. So <laughs> there's a lot of goals called back. So true, true. That's a tough it, it, it's a false. It's a false beer shower. <laughs> yeah. I'll allow it when that happens. Yeah. Whoops. False well, we alarm. We have players yeah. celebrating goals on the field that actually don't go in the net. I'm not going to blame the flock for beer shower. <laughs> no, no. I thought I thought Paulo's shot was in. By the way, on oh boy, yeah. Saturday night. I think we all did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I knew he was off. I saw the offside call really quick, but I thought the ball was in the net. Well, because you can see everything. I can from where you I are. I can. Yeah, without glasses. Yes, and 120 yards down the pitch. I, I, yeah, I can see every call. Stone sober. Yeah, after three <laughs> beers. Ask stone any, sober. Ask any three beers. 32 ounces. All right, moving on. Moving <laughs> on. Well, that that actually comes to the the big bone I have to pick with Dan. Apparently, Dan woke up on Sunday morning and was not feeling his best. And Dan came over to my house to celebrate the earlier match that we had. And a couple of us came over there, uh, and we had hamburgers. And Dan was up Sunday morning and not feeling well, and I, I talked to his wife today. And Dan, what did you blame for not feeling well on Sunday morning? My entirely raw hamburger that when I bit into it, it was not at all cooked. Um, and so I know myself. I know my body. I'm a professional when it comes to certain things. Mm. Um, and this was not a, I had too much fun last night. This was Keith tried to kill me with a hamburger kind of feeling. And uh, I stand by it. The, Sounds like a cover up. Yep. I'm, I stand by it. The, I'm burger, not, the burger was fully cooked. That is Well the, done? No. No, no. but <laughs> it, was, it was medium rare. 
Who calls <laughs> a burger well done? It was exactly. Le- that's just un-American. It was well done in the era before they had fire. Um, it was raw. I believe they call that beef tartare. Yeah, well, that's fancy. You you've served yeah, it. I fancy know. Over it was. It don't was get. It. He speaks French. Brow. Don't it get him. It was very, going. very, very highbrow. So. Uh, we're going to wrap up. Uh, we have one or two things before we go that we want to touch on. First of all, uh, we have Optalee's statistic of the week. Optalee being our uh, in-house statistical uh, <laughs> uh, expert. He's and a, He's a real person. I'm glad he signed on for this. Optalee. Wait till you be, hear the stat. You have we'll a statistician. Be, we have a, an official pod statistician. And wait until you hear the statistic. Uh, this week's number from Optalee is 63. With the win on Saturday, Forward have improved to nine wins, five draws, and eight losses, meaning they've taken points in 63% of their matches this season. This is also significant because for the first time this year, that percentage is now higher than the number of search results, 62, that you get when you search for Flamingo on Pornhub. That was our Optoly stat of the week. This guy is tuned in. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need some analysis from him. We're hoping I, to bring him in. We're, we're hoping to go pro with the Optoly stats. Okay. So, and he has the research to back it up. Uh, you know, he actually did the work. Finally, going from the very, wow. the very stupidest statistic we could come up with, Dan, what are you reading this week? Um... I've been reading it for like months, so I don't want to like make it sound like I'm like smart and read stuff. But I am reading. Uh, I believe the book is called. Uh, oh gosh, I, I Home and Away. You. Home and Away, uh, writing about soccer. So it's Carl Ovnosgard who wrote the book My Struggle or the multiple books My Struggle. Um, it's him and another writer um, who Carl Ov is still in uh, Sweden. I think he lives in Sweden. He's yep. Norwegian, but he lives in Sweden. Um, and the other guy who is uh, Swedish is in Brazil, and it's during the 2014 World Cup, and they write um, stories back and forth to each other every day of the tournament. And it's kind of like seeing the tournament through someone who's not there and then someone who's actually like on the ground in Brazil. Um, and it's, it's a really interesting book. Um, you know, I, Karl of Nosgaard is, I think, is a pretty complicated dude who has a lot of critics out there about some of his views on life, which come up in the book. I would say he's pretty, it's a pretty open book about his life. I think his uh, marriage ended not too long after the book came out. Um, But it's just a really fascinating kind of view of two people experiencing the World Cup, writing about why they like the teams they like, you know, like one of them loves Italy and the other guy's like, how can you like soccer and like Italy? Like watching it. And he, cause he just likes the order and that they can just like grind games out. And the other guy thinks that that's like, you know, completely against everything he believes about soccer. And, uh, and the guy in Brazil actually plays a bunch of, uh, pickup games while he's there too. And it's just a really cool book. Um, about three quarters of the way through, it's pretty dense. Um, and they write to each other every day for about 40 days. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm reading. I look forward to writing, to you every day for 40 days. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, you guys should sit on opposite ends of the stadium and then write each other letters the next morning in exchange about your experiences of game day. Wow. That's why he's the coach, ladies that, and gentlemen. There you go. Well, we, we <laughs> thank you for joining us. I think we went a little longer than we had hoped, but it's our first episode. We hope you'll I'm sure uh, get worse. forgive us. And uh, yeah, it can't get any worse. can't get any better either, likely. But I uh, want to thank our guests. Neil and Andrew for supporting us. Thanks for the uh, all the support we've already received on social media. Uh, we would like to hear from you. Uh, one of the segments we're hoping to incorporate is 
boy, did you idiots get that wrong. So mm. if you guys have uh, you know takes on what we've said so far, you can email us at forwardsbackwardspod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, forwardsbackwardspod. And we are on Facebook as well. So reach out to us with your concerns, commentary, uh, suggestions going forward. We'd love to hear what we're doing well, what we're doing poorly. Um, be kind. Everything. Yeah. Uh, you know. Andrew's saying, don't be kind. I would really appreciate it. I'm someone who likes to please people, and uh, it'll destroy me if you yell at me on email. True. Dan is a delicate flower. Send mm-hmm. them to Keith. Please make sure my hamburger is cooked next time. All right. With that, we thank you. We are going to adjourn. Uh, guests of the pod are treated to their first cheap beer at the Village Bar up the block. And so want to thank both of these guys. That's where we're off to. Uh, this is Keith Ponywas for Dan Fallon. This is the first Forwards Backwards podcast. Thanks for listening. Shala.